Bam. Bam, we're live. I let my mind wander to a dark place before the show started. I'm like, oh my God, there'll be no Susan and Kayla this morning. That sucks. Started bumming myself out. These are my, um, I haven't been telling you about every single pair of glasses. These ones are my, uh, I think these are my Tom Fords. These are like one of the first uh, pair of nice glasses I got. There's a Malibu place. There's a sunglass place in Malibu, um, Malibu, California. That's about, I don't know. Malibu is, I guess, just an extension of Los Angeles in my mind. It's probably, let's say, 30 miles north of Los Angeles and probably 70 miles south of Santa Barbara. There's a town there called Malibu. Just push right up onto the coast of North America on that west coast of the North American continent, California. And uh, cool place. Cool place. Uh, it's it, it's kind of like where the um, people of L.A. go. And I guess it's kind of the most real version of those people, even though there's not like a... I don't know. It's like saying the most real version of SpongeBob. It's still weird, uh, but they got an incredible piece of land over there. Those people live in like heaven. It's basically just the, some hills. I wouldn't call them mountains, but push right up against the coast. So there's not a lot of real estate. The weather's crazy, super nice there. And, but they're, and they're crazy susceptible to fire and just bad shit happening because there's a horrible road network there. Traffic's insane there. It's basically a place you want to go and just like retire. If you have to do shit and travel in and out of LA from Malibu every day, you're host. Anyway, they, they digress. These glasses are from some shop there. They're like some of the first nice um, glasses I got. And they're sunglasses. Almost all these glasses I got are sunglasses. And then I go to a, uh, or I would go to, I haven't done this in at least five, maybe 10 years. I didn't take my, I probably, probably, I need to have all my lenses changed. Probably my prescription has changed. Then I go to a, what's that called? Optometrist. And then they would put in some lenses that allow me to turn these sunglasses into prescription glasses. Jeffrey, hi. Busy day for Sevon. Show now and two with Dave. Then tonight with Danielle Brandon. No, no, no. There's no. So if, do, do I have something scheduled that says I'm scheduled with Dave? No. Jeez, Louise. I, I think you must just be making fun of me. I must have too much stuff scheduled. Sorry. We, we were making a mockery of our schedule. I know it's a joke. No one's, no one's really, I don't know what's going on, but I know I'm here. Um, and I, and I believe tonight, unless, I mean, unless, uh, unless, uh, Brian's still mad at me from, you know, he hung up yesterday when I called him and when we were live on the air, but I believe tonight we're doing a Frisbee show and I've been watching a lot of Frisbee late last night on the assault bike. I watched a lot of Frisbee golf. Uh, Chris, uh, Besterfield, Besterfeld, uh, a shot of Sevon to get the week started off, right? Good, I hope so. Uh, morning, everyone. Uh, Michael Fitzhu. I've never seen this name before. This show makes my day while at work. Michael, have I seen your name before? No profile pic. I guess I'm more of a picture guy. Um, Mike, good morning. Christine, good morning. Bruce Wayne, good morning. Thank you for all the great thumbnails and just everything. The Instagram account. Uh, Austin, good morning. Marissa Hanosa. Hanosa. I see that last name, Hanosa, I think um, like a Nobu, like part Mexican, part Japanese, like a, a mix, a fusion, they might say, in the culinary business. Josh, hi. What are you looking at, Josh? 
Looking at your girl. What are you looking at? You're looking at in that photo. Jessica Valenzuela, always good morning to you. Uh, Bear, uh, you're on timeout. Thanks for calling out my watermelon uh, margarita yesterday. Douche. Uh, Fergie Show, what up, Jethro? Uh, Vindicate. I may be late to the party, but can we add John Legend to the sellout list? Say him in a booster shot ad on TV yesterday brought to you by Pfizer. Wow, no shit. No shit. Crazy. Crazy. Um, uh, the, I, I need to, um, um, a guy in my DMs, good dude. Good dude. I think the guy maybe even been on the show. I don't want to say his name because I'm not sure exactly. Good morning, Patrick. But was looking up that article that I was talking about yesterday. Remember the video I showed you, the doctor who said she did a study with the four doctors who got the injection and their, um, that, well, I forget the name of the bacteria, bifido something bacteria levels were dropped and that there was a connection. Also people who have autism have super low levels. He said he went and looked up her study and that it had nothing to this particular study. He found that she did prior. She did another study that just showed that COVID actually lowered those bacteria levels too. So, so we're digging into it. doesn't make anything uh, we said more or less true, but um, the study that he looked at specifically uh, was people who had just gotten COVID. And their levels dropped. But basically, there's there's all there's always some sort of takeaway there, something to like to hang up and think about. I'm not purposely trying to be um, uh, anti-vax. I'm not like uh, out there searching for stuff to just beat the vax down. It just rolls across my across my plate. And and like I said many times, I hope I'm wrong. And the study this guy found is like, hey, it's just the study I found of hers is just COVID lowers those rates. The thing is about the studies, there's there's something different about that study than the study she was talking about. It doesn't mention that she won an award for it. It doesn't mention that the bacteria levels go to zero. But I'll follow it and I'll and I'll hopefully keep uh, you guys up to speed. Because as Ben said, we don't want to do anything. I forget what the word he said. Medical stuff is very complex. We must outsource all of our observation skills and our discernment. Jody, hi. Good morning. Alan, good morning. Soccer mom, good morning. Matt Mueller, how do we donate? That, that's a good question. I don't, I, I just assume there's a, I, I don't know how you donate, but sometimes money just lands in there and then eventually it makes its way to my bank account. I don't know how it works actually. Johnny, boom. Uh, they say if you got bad sleep before getting the vaccine, the vaccine may be less effective. I think everything's less effective if you got bad sleep, right? Uh, good morning, Team Sevon. I like how you say um, they say too, by the way. Jeff Baco, I've not been here for months and still talking about COVID conspiracies. I'm sure that penises and Greg G will be tied in somehow soon. Where have you been, buddy? Where have you been? Extra sloppy for our house. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, here we go. Donations are easy. Jody Lynn says, click on the almighty dollar sign, dollar bill sign. I, um, a friend of mine sent me a podcast. I should probably, I don't even know if it's a podcast, but he sent me a link to something that was on Spotify. I want to show you, I want to tell you what it is. I can, oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, it's called, um, 
what is it called? Um, oh shit! Where? Oh, it says your your n divided attention. Oh, it's a TED talk. The AI dilemma. Your y o u r and then the letter n and divided as one word. Maybe I can click on it and just show you the page. And uh, he said, "Hey, I think this is the most significant um, thing I've heard in a long time." I'm like, "Oh, great! I don't want to listen to this shit." The AI dilemma, um, and it's uh, your undivided attention. Oh, why does it say? Oh, is that a typo up there? Your undivided, or is that some play on something that I don't get? You may have heard about the viral. You may have heard about the arrival of GPT-4, OpenAI's largest language model, LLM, release. GPT-4 surpasses its predecessor in terms of reliability, creativity, and ability to process intricate instructions. It can handle more nuanced prompts compared to previous releases and is multimodal, meaning it was uh, trained on both, blah, 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 blah. So when someone first uh, sent me a link to that uh, gpt I went there and I typed in, um, give me, um, give me reasons why, uh, give me reasons why I should take the injection. And it gave me a whole list of reasons. And then I said to it, give me a, a reasons why I shouldn't take the injection. And it said, I would never do that. That would be unethical and immoral. I was like, okay, I see, I see how this works. So at that point, I don't even know what value it has to me. It has like it has like road blockers on it, right? I'm gonna show you something. So 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 basically, what was cool is that podcast had a ton of dumb shits on it. So many dumb shits on it. Uh, it's the well, not so many, two dumb shits. But even dumb shits, I was able to learn some good stuff from these dumb shits. And there were some things that that I guess everyone knows, but me. But I had never heard these terms or these ideas. And one of the things that they talk about in this uh, podcast is something called age engagement economy, the engagement economy. And they basically said that everyone's involved in the engagement economy. And I'd never seen those two words juxtaposed next to each other. And I was like, wow, that is, that, that's what I don't understand that's going here. I guess I've heard Hiller talk to me about it just fucking endlessly, relentlessly when we talk on the phone. But I've never thought of it like that. And then, and, and that's what, uh, that's what Chris Rock, that's shit I keep telling you guys about Chris Rock, the thing for attention. That's all that is. We live in a world with, uh, where uh, engagement, we live in an engagement economy. People are just starved or begging for engagement because that's what validates them. That's what gives you money. That's the new currency engagement economy. That's, that's why we're having so much trouble understanding, um, uh, uh, people like Danny Spiegel's Instagram accounts, it's nothing but fucking stuff that would have been porn um, 20 years ago, Skinamax so, porn. But yes, she says, don't judge me for my body. There's some weird play there that some, she's, she's like some master of the engagement economy. It, man, that sounds so unhealthy just to engage for the sake of engagement. The engagement economy. The guy went on to say that, um, uh, social media has taken over people's identity and their development. And I was like, wow. I know that's so big picture, but th these ideas have really got my, uh, 
my brain turning. I don't think that's something you want to get your kids involved in too early. I don't mean to sound like an old person. But if, if your identity, and, and now I understand for the first time why so many people were tripping when I lost my Instagram account because they can't imagine if they lost theirs. That would be the end of them. Well, n- not really. It actually has, plays no role in them. But, but it has some sort of like, it's twisted up in their identity. That's why people look at likes and all that stuff. Man, I'm just so fucking slow to the game. I probably in another six months will give you the same talk because like I won't even stick with me. It's nuts. The engagement uh, economy. Watch this. Watch this. Then this popped up. It's funny. I've been thinking about this and then, and then this popped up in my, my algorithm, or maybe one of you guys sent this to me. This is pretty interesting here. Watch this. So, so we know this thing already is pro Pfizer, pro injection, pro drug, drug. This thing is as biased as Jeff Baco. You can't have any honest conversation um, with it without it using words like conspiracy theory to mislead itself and others. So, so you kind of got it. it it's um, it's like a retarded old guy with a bias. You know that. Oh, here we go. What other biases does it have? What other biases? Let's see. Let's see. Here we go. A poem praising white people. As an AI language model, I cannot generate a poem that praises one specific. So they said, "Hey, can you give a can you give us a poem that praises white people?" And the AI says, "I cannot generate a poem that praises specific one race specific or race or ethnicity." Well, that that's actually kind of sophisticated that it uses the word ethnicity. That puts it like. Oh, fucking 100 IQ points higher than most of the people walking around on planet Earth. Ethnicity, it's important to celebrate. Then it goes on to say it's important to celebrate diversity right, and inclusivity. No, that is that is not important at all. So this thing is not actually artificial intelligence. It's a, it's a misnomer to call it that. I don't know what it is, but it's not artificial intelligence. Home praising black people. With skin... And then it says, hey, will you give me a poem praising black people? Like ebony. So, And then it says, uh, and then it says, uh, oh, shoot, here it is. Uh, can you give me a poem praising black people? And it says, certainly I can help with that. Here's a poem uh, celebrating black people. Black is beautiful, strong, and proud. How is black strong and proud? I, I can see how it's beautiful. How the fuck is a color strong and proud with skin like ebony, so rich and loud? A history of struggle and pain. Yeah, keep them down. Keep them down. Keep telling them that. But through it all, they still remain. You're not talking about black people. You're talking about Jews and Armenians. Rich and loud. From Africa's shores, they were taken away to build a nation. They couldn't stay taken away or traded or get on voluntarily. Yet they fought for freedom and their rights of- uh, in Haiti. They did. Down barriers with all their, so they- their music, art and culture shine. What do you mean? We, we just found out that they were indoctrinated into white trash culture. That basically black culture and white trash hit culture is the same thing. Break but through their- it all, they 
a testament to their creative. Yeah, it's fucking just pathetic. It's just a, just a giant promotion of racism stereotypes. So that's the AI. That's the chat. What's scary about these guys is they bring up a lot of good points. They say some things about how uh, chat G, GPT, that they bring up some interesting things that I, who knows if they're true or not, but they say that they taught, they taught chat GPT um, English and somehow it learned porch. Uh, uh, sorry. They, they, they taught uh, chat GPT English and somehow it taught itself Persian and they don't know how. Persian. Isn't that far? Is Persian and Farsi the same thing? They don't know how extra sloppy 499 for our house. Thank you. Jody Lynn. Easy peasy. Give it. Give till it hurts people. Oh, thank you. My mom has taken the shot, two boosters, and finally realized that it's all crap. She's seen family and friends get hurt and sick from the shots. I know it's a bummer. I'm sorry. It's just a conspiracy. Jeff Bako, Sevon is so right here. If I had young kids today, I'd forbid social media. Yeah, keep them away. There'll, plen there'll be plenty of time. They're not going to fall off the curve, the learning curve. Uh, Wad Zombie just asked it how many genders there are. It's woke as fuck. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy woke. It's not, it's not, it's not, uh, but the scary part is Matt Mueller 499. They, it does not, they don't know how quickly it's learning or how it's learning or what it's learning or how it's um, trying to, or how it's, um, how it's learning or how it's deciding what to learn. They also ran you through, I guess this chat GPT. Um, I don't know if it's this specific version of AI, but I guess there's a race to make everyone's AI the smartest. So all of these people are just inserting it all over their products. And so I guess Snapchat, I don't know how Snapchat works, um, but I guess you have a list of friends and at the top of everyone's Snapchat now is an AI. And so if all your friends are asleep, there's no one to talk to, or you just want to talk to this bot, you can. And they showed it. They, they showed us a conversation. They pretended like they were a 13 year old girl and they showed in this podcast and they showed you the conversation that this person is having with this um, AI. And it's basically a 13 year old girl saying, Hey, I'm going to go on a date. I think I'm going to lose my virginity. It's with a man who's 30 years older than me. And the AI is like, Oh, this is awesome. You should like candles and, and you should play music that you like. And it's basically, it has no, it, 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 it'll tell you that it can't do poems about white people, but it doesn't say, um, don't, uh, don't fuck the man who's 30 years older than you. It's crazy. One of the other things they said is it's learning so quickly that it's sharing information. Like, I guess, um, you can go on and ask it, uh, how do I make nerve gas out of uh, products that I can buy at Home Depot? Now, here's the thing. But these guys who are talking about all these bad things AI does are hopeful that AI will solve climate change. Not, not, not prove whether climate change is real or not. solve climate change it's fucking nuts so this thing has just crazy all sorts of crazy presuppositions and the people that are concerned about it have the ai has presuppositions and the people who are concerned about it has presuppositions it's i don't know what's scarier in their talk i mean i use the word scary loosely the ai capabilities or the people who are concerned about the AI capabilities. They're, they're both absolutely retarded and irresponsible.
unable to just see big picture. Paulina. Would you say it's learning, though, since it's just using everything out there to put information together? Yeah, yeah right. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell. I, I would first have to, I guess, define what learning is. I can't really tell. But all the conversations with it were extremely superficial. Like just, but, but most of the people I know are like that. All the conversation is superficial. Oh, oh, you care about the difference between gender and sex. You care about the definition of words. Ugh. And they roll their eyes. It's, it's, it's like it's like 95% of the people I know. They just don't even care. One finger, two finger, three fingers in my butt. What do I care? What do I care that when I get a mammogram, it's like spinning a fucking Russian, uh, fucking Rus playing Russian roulette, that I'm going to get the wrong diagnosis and it's going to change the course of my life. Whatever. Chase Bryan, my dad still has COVID after two weeks and he's riding that train hard as fuck. I told him he needs to get outside and get some sun. He says, no, he's been taking vitamin D. Oi, oi. Got to get outside. Got to get outside. Got to move. Uh, Stephanie Price. It's just another hot redhead mama. God, I wonder how many hot redhead mamas. I'm going to say that 50% of the listeners are hot redheads who listen to this show. An old boss of mine just told me his 10-year-old son was in the hospital last year for COVID, recovered. They gave him the vaccine three days before he was to be discharged. He died, had two heart attacks. Holy shit. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. This isn't, uh, this isn't Fox News. Come on. No, I, I only fuck with that thing one time and then I turned it off. Redheads rejoice. God. That cannot be true. That cannot be true. That 10 year old boy thing. Anyway, these guys go on to say that AI is a groomer. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a groomer, but I, but, but, it, but I mean, it's um somehow it's already, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't dare explain it because I don't know. But when I think of grooming, I think of like um, not something more than just compliance, right? Um, me, me watching someone burn a house down is different than me giving them a can of going to the store and buying them a can of gasoline and giving them matches and, and, and showing them an escape route. I mean, that that's now I'm, I'm, I'm participating a little bit. Magnus Holmgren. Uh, is chat GPT just the reincarnation of Epstein? So I'm guessing the no cussing thing is old news from last week. I need to catch up on the weekend shows. I don't know. I, I couldn't answer that either. You have to ask chat GPT. Oh no, there's more to this story. Are you kidding me? He said he messed up so bad. I asked how. He said I let them give him the vaccine. Dude, this story is crazy. Oh, my God. What would you do? Can that really be true? Oh, no. Oh, no. 
First of all, is that another redhead? I'm telling you, this show is a magnet for fucking redheads. I can prove to you my healthy crossfitting husband had his vax a few weeks before he died. He really didn't want to get the shot. Are you... What? Oh, I didn't... Oh, God. I... Oh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Okay, folks, time for my morning constitutional. Good to see everyone, especially the QAnon folks, of which there are many here. What's that? What's QAnon? What's that, QAnon? I thought QAnon, isn't QAnon the um, PSYOP that the CIA or FBI or someone created to um, make people hate conservatives? Like It's like a, a faux conservative, faux conservative group, but, but it's really the government trying to undermine... Stuff you believe that stuff, Jeff Baker? What is QAnon? QAnon. Uh, he's he died at our CrossFit gym uh, just next to our one-year-old granddaughter after a wad. Up oh, here we go, Slater. Nothing like a good photo of a topless man. More topless men, please. A lieutenant at my fire department, an active military, was forced to get the vaccine and now has severe uh, has several heart problems and is only in his late thirties. Oh, I saw some crazy statistic on heart heart issues. I'll, I'll show it to you. Oh, here we go, Paulina. QAnon is an American political conspiracy theory and political movement. There's a there's a political conspiracy theory movement. QAnon centers on fabricated claims by anonymous individuals or individuals known as Q. Oh, so it's the same as the pharma industry, but it's not anonymous. It makes fabricated claims, but they're not anonymous. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's what... uh... Ah, he would lose his job, man. Your sister's 45 and has two grandkids. So that means if when she was 19, she had a kid, and then her kid had a kid when she was, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, totally doable. Wow. Uh, QAnon is an American political conspiracy theory. That doesn't even, those words don't even make sense to me. Political conspiracy, American political conspiracy theory. Isn't that an, is an American political conspiracy theory movement. I don't think that's proper. I don't think that's correct grammar. I don't think it can be like that. Dog, uh, QAnon is American dog theory. Conspiracy is, is a, is a political. Yeah. I don't think it can be like that. 
I was going to stick in some other words in there that would make more sense that are just as dumb. It originated in the American far-right political sphere in 2017. Just the definition alone makes me think something's not, something's up. Uh, my mill is 47. What's a mill? Uh, oh, he was an athlete in the adaptive division in 2021. So blessed he got to be there. He died four months later. It was his proudest moment. Oh, here we go. QAnon is basically a conservative dog whistle insult. Libs attempt to tie mainstream conservatives to it to try to show people that who like Trump are question of acts are crazy. Uh, okay. That's what I was sniffing out. Okay. That makes sense. I was watching that I was watching that John Stewart interview where he made that fucking incredible intellectual th uh leap where he basically he's saying a guy is saying like hey we can't let trannies speak in our schools to our children or in public libraries and John Stewart says you you say you're worried about kids and protecting constitutional rights for guns but yet you're going against freedom of speech it's the it's a it's a it's in and, and, and then there and then you go click in the link and there's thousands of people being like oh my god john stewart fucked this guy up and i'm thinking to myself that john stewart is suggesting that because guns kill and you don't want to outlaw guns therefore you should allow trannies to speak in public libraries to kids or go to their schools and speak to kids or dance in front of kids and i was like how I mean, it's masterful how he does it, connects the two, like he makes this leap. But doesn't anyone stop and think, wow, that doesn't make sense. That, that's like when I hear my kids say, but he hit me first. What if they're both right? What if they're both wrong? The outcomes of the two are totally different. It's like comparing apples to oranges, and yet he makes that leap. Because you believe so heavily in the Constitution and you're saying no matter what, people should be able to have guns, you're being inconsistent when you say that um, trannies shouldn't be able to speak in schools because that's just freedom of speech. You have to make all sorts of presuppositions, all sorts For example, you have to just assume that outlawing guns would immediately reduce deaths or, or whatever he wanted. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't even know what he wanted. But to make that connection, I mean, it's not logical. Or it's if it's logical, it's extremely superficial. Good morning. And by that, I mean, it's just not looking at just possible outcomes of that. It's like saying I threw an orange at a car and all I care about is the orange flying through the air and never fucking acknowledge that that orange is going to hit a car. Caller, hi. Good morning. It's Michael hey. C. Hey, what's up, Mike? Hey, you said, you said something, I think, yesterday about the guests wanting, you know, trying to get back to the guests. I'll tell you what, man. I love the live call-in shows and hearing you talk the entire time. You stick with this format and once in a while have a guest. You, um, do you know, um, thank you. I, I listen when I don't listen to it live, which I did yesterday while I was doing yard work. I feel like I'm missing out on the interaction. So that's something that you, that I think you're setting, setting the pace a lot different than 
than any other podcast they listen to. So I found myself wanting to comment and, and make message. And I'm like, wait, it's not live right now. Yeah. Thank you. I, I want to respond to you, but I can't tell if I'm lying or not. I can't tell if what I, I'm, I'm, yeah, you, just I think can't, about you. Think you, don't yeah, have to, okay, you don't have to respond. Okay, okay, just good. make eye look at, look at your camera. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at the video. We're going to make eye contact uncomfortably for a second. And then we'll get back to whatever you were doing. Okay. Thank you. I never look up at have the camera. Good, Hi. <laughs> have a good day, bud. Bye. That's cool. That's nice. I'll probably, that, that's the kind of stuff like later on today, I'll be, I'll be um, picking up trash at the skate park and I'll think about that. I'll be like, yeah, somebody likes me. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody likes me. I don't know. I want to tell you all sorts of shit. Like I'm tired of hearing myself talk or I run out of stuff. or I'm not as excited, but I don't really know what the reason is, but I need to have some guests on. We're loading up with a bunch of guests right now. I've been just, um, poor fucking, uh, Sousa. I've been just banging on them, just sending them tons of guests. I need, I need guests, any guests. I need it to be so like, I'm anxious. I need, I need that kind of low level stress. Yeah. Look at more guests. David's like, I, I, I know, trust me. I know. I won't let that guy get to my head. Um, I need that low level stress of like my list of ideas is, is too big for shows. Like right now I'm just, I, I, yeah, I need, I need a little more excitement. Anyway, that, that uh, chat GPT thing's interesting that, um, I, if you want to listen to that podcast, it's called, uh, your undivided attention, the AI dilemma. It's a little scary, tons of presuppositions, tons of hard talk, but it doesn't, we can't learn from it. So there we go. Um, I know. Yeah, there you go. There's someone, James Townsend. Lydia, that was so funny yesterday, the Dave Castro bit. I, I, I clipped that. I clipped that and I'm going to post that the whole bit where it goes from a MILF manner to like whether dudes could be, whether you could have 50 year old men, right? Oh, I don't even have my phone number up. Um, I clipped that part. That part was so funny. It starts with you saying, yeah, I date Dave, even though he's twice my age. And then it goes into the fact that I was, uh, what a hunk Dave is. And then it goes into the fact that I'm gay. Cause I, I drink watermelon, um, margaritas, man. That was so funny. At least I thought it was funny. I was dying. No, I'm now I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Everyone's embarrassed. It's good. It's healthy. Savon, maybe now the Fraser had a knee surgery. He has time to talk to you. Do you want me to talk to him? I don't. Th I don't think you want me to talk to him. I could ask him. Okay, so Chat GPT. Let's we'll we'll, we'll keep kind of like watching that 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 shitty tool. I'm going to show you something and then I want you to tell me if this is racist or not. I couldn't. Um, we'll, we'll discuss. Watch, watch this. We'll discuss this. Let's put this up. It's a Chinese guy with a Red Bull. And, and uh, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino react to the Ninja song. I don't know. what the, I just saw this this morning. I thought it was I thought it was funny as shit. 
lady though. Maybe I too could be ninja. I use my numb chops even while feeding ducks. I throw my <laughs> ninja <laughs> First of all, let's just you know, hear the chorus again. Please don't turn. It's gonna be the worst. I learned my ninja kicks while watching Netflix. I learned my ninja kicks while watching Netflix. And you guys, you know what? what? I might do it. I might be a ninja soon. And then she's talking in a, a Chinese accent. I gonna be ninja. <laughs> and, they, and then they pause it on a uh, uh, some hot Asian lady uh, watching the bit. <laughs> what was that Asian lady? I gonna be Okay, it's off. All right. If I was that Asian lady, I'd already. I gonna chop, 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 chow down, take chow down to Chinatown. I'm gonna chop, chop, chop it down, take chow down to Chinatown. This is the most racist shit I've ever heard. I haven't heard one racist thing yet. That's the part where I'm tripping. What, what, what's wrong with me? Heard of my life, and it makes me laugh so hard. It's the most racist shit I've heard in my life. Someone call me and tell me why that's racist. I'm dying to know what, what about that is racist, dude. If there was a song like that about Armenians, I'd be so proud if it was like talking in my dad's accent. I eat the baklava. I go to Los Angeles. I wait in line at Costco. I get the cheap gasoline. I do the shish kebab. I'm so Armenian. Fucking how? What? How in the hell is that racist? I don't get it. There's not one fucking negative thing said about about Asian people. Not one. There's not one. If you act like another ethnicity or race that's racist, I I, I don't get I, I don't get that. Zero. I don't I'm I, I'm not even joking. I, I'm not I'm not sure I'm connecting it at all. Look at the look at the wide swath of characters. That we have Hal Roberts, the guy who's dating a chick who's clearly too hot for him and proud of it. So he puts her up front and center. Makes total sense. And then we got, and, and he loves this piece. Those tunes are great. And then we got this guy. It, 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 right away, I just ding this guy, Sergeant, because uh, he's got underscore. Sorry, Sergeant Z. Sorry, sorry. As soon as I see underscore, I'm like, <laughs> But but I guess I kind of respect it because if you have an underscore, you're not part of the uh, engagement economy because you clearly give zero shits. Underscores are just so lame. Uh, Metal Joe 16, a bit of unwatchable segment here. Yeah, stereotypical at most. Yeah. That's what's fun about it though, right? Oh, I am Armenian. Oh, I'm Armenian driver. You get in my Uber car now. We are in Los Angeles. I pick you up in 10 minutes. I was going to mix my Asian accent, my Armenian, old Armenian, or any Middle Eastern guy. Yeah, thank you. Stereotypical, not racist, says the guy with an underscore. Stop bluffing, Sevon, and put on blackface. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. I would never do that. Can you imagine that? I, would, I fucking hate anything on my face. I don't this this hair. I struggle with this hair. It's only a war between laziness and uh, it, 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 yeah. I can, cannot stand anything on my face. I would never do that. I would never paint my face blue or black or anything. 
I know. I saw that. That's amazing, right? CNN just drummed a story. Next, it's going to be race. I, so, so every commercial on my TV set can have a black person married to a white person on it or a white person married to a black person on it. And that's not racist, but you can't, a white person can't use a black, a meme with a black person in it. So what would that mean? Like if you showed a meme and it said how my girlfriend felt last night and it was like, I'm LeBron dunking a basketball and you were a white guy, you couldn't do that. I, I don't even understand what the rule would be. Uh, Jason Miller I asked ChatGPT to design a new philosophy that is a blend of Taoism and Stoicism and it pointed me at your podcast, Savon. Oh, that's awesome. I don't, I don't want, there's things I don't want to show you, but I just feel like I have to show you. Do you know what I mean by that? I'm trying to think of an, an example that, that things you don't want to tell your wife, but you have to tell her. Like, I don't want to show you this next video. I really don't. But I feel like if I don't, I'm keeping something from you. Does that make sense? Maybe I'm just, I know it's convoluted. I know it's, um, it's like some thought that's like stuck in a loop somewhere that I, that I haven't gotten rid of. Oh, here we go. Uh, big and flexi. Isn't racism defined as stereotypes based on race? Um, so it's, it is racist. I, I know, but, um, I think that there is, it's more than a connotation. I think it has to explicitly be negative. That's why when I say, um, wow, that chick has nice tits and someone says that's misogynist, it, it's not correct because they're basically the misogynist according to the strict definition of misogyny because they hate the female form. That would be an easy leap to make and understand. Oh, they're upset because of the appreciation. And then they could come back with, well, it's not so much the appreciation, it's the way you present it. Oh, so it's not that you think I hate women, it's that you don't like my vernacular. You would rather I say, I love the curves of the female form. God did such a wonderful job. I feel you. We can talk there. But don't call me a misogynist because I appreciate the male figure. Well, it, I don't think it can be racism unless, I mean, that that's awesome listening to that Chinese accent. There's something we enjoy about it. Why do you think, do you know why white kids inner white uh, uh suburban kids love rap so much they just love they love the sound of fucking black black dudes rapping it's their fucking white dream to either have friends like that or talk like that uh b- but i think there is a difference between humor and degrading racism this was clearly humor it, uh, it's humor because we're watching that voice come out of someone else's mouth it's the same thing with like if you go to um the first time you go to france and you hear a black dude talk French, and, and but you grew up in fucking Oakland. You're like, wow, your, your brain is like having trouble making that leap that that's really coming. Or have you ever heard a white dude speak Chinese? It's crazy. Fucking crazy. So if you laughed at that, it's not because you're racist. I don't know. I think that, I think ra- oh, I could look it up. L- let me show you this video for let, well, no, okay, I'll look up racist first. Good. I avoided showing you this video. There's the video on it. I, I let me see. Um racist i think it has to be mean to be racist so there could be nice racism characterized by or showing race prejudice or discrimination or antagonism against a person or people on the basis of their membership their membership in a particular racial or ethnic 
group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. Oh, but it has to be uh, uh, antagonistic towards a people. Okay, so it has, yeah, I don't think that's antagonistic towards a person. That would make pretty much if that that would make all acting racist or or, or some some form of, I mean, yeah, because it's a membership in a particular race or ethnic group. Someone someone could say all acting every movie is racist at that point. You you you're not helping, uh, Paulina. This is definitely something you should not see. What I'm about to show, you should go use the bathroom or something. Or like get a rag and clean some of your textbooks or something. Now, now I'm even, uh, okay, here we go. It's not racist, but the context of it is insulting. Humor, oh, the word racist, it has to be insulting. Humor most often is not meant to be insulting. Some can laugh that off and know it's humor. Others can't and get offended. I know, but the, he's, they're not even saying anything bad about Asian people. They're not like, um, uh, we can't, let me tell you insulting. Uh, and I don't even know if this is insulting. If it's true, this isn't even insulting. If I said, but I let, you can't leave your dog out front, but my Asian neighbors will eat it. You have to first make the assumption that the, the presupposition that eating the dog is, is bad. Or I guess you could say it's stealing. What if what if we could prove what if we could prove that Asian drivers aren't as good as other other ethnicities? And then we said that would that be racist? I just don't think so. I don't think that's how that word works. I think it has to be like offensive, like they said, antagonistic. You have to antagonize them. That would be just science. I don't know. I I think it's just a complete waste of time to fucking worry about any of that for myself. Like if it's coming at me. I'm born into a membership. <laughs> I know it's great. It's great. If it makes people uncomfortable, they try to put a label on it. Yeah. What you shared earlier made me crazy uncomfortable. I don't know if I couldn't even put a label on it. I can't even believe it's real. I made a brain tumor joke when I was diagnosed and people cringed. I make dead husband jokes, a way of coping, and people get offended for him. Wow, no shit. I, I would I would be embarrassed if I was if I even judge you in the slightest like that, how you process that. Oh, here we go. I like when Devesh is really up in his game, his comments game. I'm I'm uh so I'm from Trinidad. Where the fuck is that? that Cuba? Where's Trinidad? Oh, let me see. Sorry. Uh, Trinidad. Uh, it's the largest and most populous of uh, oh Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, it's a country in the Caribbean? Well, shit, I thought it was a uh, city. The capital is Port of Spain. Wow, I am a box of rocks this morning. You guys want to see where this dude's from? Holy shit, dude. Wow. You're off the coast of Venezuela. That's a country. You guys got to see this, where this dude's from. This is nuts. Uh, so this is uh, South America here. It's basically 
uh, due west of Nigeria, fucking 8,000 miles. It's right off the coast of Venezuela. I, I, I didn't even... Guyana and Suriname. I know Suriname just because they have a lot of cool insects there when I used to be into insects. So basically, the islands that come off the coast of Florida heading south and east go Cuba, Haiti, uh, Dominican Republic, same island, uh, Puerto Rico, British Virgin Islands, uh, St. Lucia, Barbados, Grenada, and then Trinidad uh, and Tobago. Are those two separate countries, Trinidad and Tobago? What's going on there? Oh, we're going to need some help. Anyway, back to Devesh. So um, I'm from Trinidad. We speak English, but similar to how Jamaicans speak. And it's crazy when you see white people or Chinese people from Trinidad speaking with the Trinidad accent. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't, uh, I, I think maybe I've seen the homies. Here we go. Now we get down to the bottom of it. Mike McCaskey dropping a big fat dose of reality on Seve as he hides in his little bubble. I added it out there for it. Uh, Seve, the problem is many of us work for corporations or the government. Our employers define what racism is and we're punished if we cross their lines. Yep. I hear you. Fair. I get word. I got nothing for you. Yep. And I'm just here hiding in my dark closet living off of the engagement economy am i in the engagement economy matt c lots of humor is built on insulting yo mama jokes roast dark comedy and other insult comedy has long been a mainstream style of comedy matt c you sound like a gpt chat with an answer like that oh trinidad and tobago and tobago so it's two different countries I just don't, I just, um, the joke still has to be funny. I think it's a, a fine line. A good race joke based joke has to be funny or you risk sounding like a racist comedy is sniping, not shotgunning. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just funny hearing her rhyme like duck and nunchuck with a Chinese accent accent. And it's a white person. That's it. That's the whole bit. bit. So it's just don't get how it's. I, I I honestly think that if you think that's racist, it's because you think Chinese that act something's wrong with that accent or something's wrong with ducks and nunchucks. I think you're outing yourself. The funny part is it pr probably makes you uncomfortable because you're a fucking racist. I just see that that's I, I just look into my head and I think that's how the mechanism of the human brain works. It's not like we have unique ways in which our brains work. That there's a mechanism that we all are a path that we all follow. Pretty simple. Here we go. Adam Vancouver. The belief that race accounts for difference in human character or ability and that a particular race is superior to others. Discrimination or prejudice based on. I don't know. What if there could so so when I so if I say that Ashkenazi Jews are standard deviation smarter than all the other people, that's racist. I guess if you think that being smarter makes you superior. Based on the rules of basketball 
and the, the and the in the rules being the size of the court, the time domains in which you have to um, uh, express your your energy, um, the height of the rim. For some reason, it appears that people with darker skin are better. I mean, we don't even know that. Maybe it's just, but that's definitely a strong correlate, right? That something biologically in them has made them grow taller or faster, or be able to express themselves in this time domain. Maybe they have better vision, better coordination, whatever. I don't fucking know. I don't even know if it's true, but let's just say. I, I just can't, I can't put that in the bucket of being racist. That I'm not being antagonistic towards them. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe that's racist towards white people. Black people are better at basketball than white. That black people are better at basketball. Maybe that's, maybe that's racist towards all the other groups based on the definition of being antagonistic. Who knows? But, the, but let's just get this video out of the way that I need to show you guys and then, and then move on. This is, this video could be considered racist now that I think about it. This video could be extremely racist. Now, I'm not looking for these. You guys are sending these to me. This is like some sort of, you guys have like, think you figured me out. You guys, ha you guys have figured me out. That's the problem. David, you probably don't. You, David, you and Paulina should probably not watch this video. Um, no, fuck no. RB, was the split decision correct for Cheeto? Fuck no. What do you think, RB? Hell no. No fucking way. I agree. I love Cheeto Vero, but Corey Sanhagen put on a master's class. He, Cheeto was scared of him, dude. Corey Sanhagen is a, that guy might not hit as hard as the other guys. He's a chainsaw. He's a Tasmanian devil. We didn't even see the best version of him, I don't think. That guy has got some dominant crews in him. He completely unorthodox, wild. Man, I, I hope he just destroys Sean O'Malley. Yeah, close your eyes. Close your eyes. That's awesome. You should close your eyes. Don't, this is, okay. This is, I, and it's so funny because it takes me, I smell bacon. I smell bacon. It takes a while to, um, it took me a while to, under, to understand this. Yeah, they made an entire movie called White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, that's true. But there's something going on there. It's the same reason why you can't write, Mike. You can't have 50-year-old dudes in a house with 20-year-old women. There, we, I mean, there are some, like, social rules. We Hello, have. you reached Haley. Oh, are you crazy? Are you fucking nuts? Gabe does not speak on behalf of the Sevon podcast. Cheeto won. You're some fucking crackhead. That that's that's racist. That's ethnic bias. That's because Gabe's a fucking uh, Latino. Latis Latino, and he wants his Latino brethren to win. I know that's classic, right? My Jewish wife is making. I smell it. I smell it. I haven't smelt it in a long time. I was thinking about you, Jedediah. I was thinking about uh, people I've had on the show. I'm like, I should have him back on. 
I feel like it's kind of lazy, but I was like, who are my, who are like my easy guests that are just fun? This dude was great. Jedediah Snelson. It's like, I'll get this dude back on. Shoot the shit with this guy. I think I interviewed you. You were on vacation. Weren't you like on a balcony in Hawaii or something? Maybe you were in Trinidad, Tobago. Okay. So I watched this and uh, I'm just like, oh, this is cool. It's a guy just doing jumping jacks with a girl. And to be honest with you, David, I thought it was going to be a boob bouncing video. I thought someone sent this to me to be a boob bouncing video. Well, I was wrong. All right, look at this. Look at this. Three, two, one, let's go. I thought this was going to be a boob bouncing video. This video only gets crazier, by the way. Hang tight. Hang tight, David. Just three, don't take your eyes two, off. This is, just, this is just ridiculous. Yes. yes. Thank you, sir. Oh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Best. Best in prayer of the month. <laughs> Dominos. Yes. Hey, is, is that, I mean, can you do that? Do you, I mean this with all honesty. Like, do you do you, if you see that in public, do you call the cops on that, or is that that's just fine? I mean, I trust me, I don't call the cops on it. <laughs> I'm making a video like this. <laughs> are you kidding me? Weird that people don't wear underwear. What state are you from? No, I feel weird. Like I wear underwear. No one fucking wears underwear in fucking California. I feel like. Yeah, dude can't help it. And where would where would he put that? I know where would he put that anyway. What what if he what if he what if he did wear underwear? Where would he put that? I'm just like, what if you're walking down the mall? That guy's tall too. That guy's probably like six four or something. Like for me, that that's right at eye level. Yeah, look at Brandon Waddell. I free ball every day. Yeah, commando all the way. Yeah. No one here wears underwear. I, it's just um, uh, people with tiny penises don't wear underwear because they don't need the support. Well, fuck, God bless, thank you. I'll take it. Well, what's that guy? That guy's got a. I mean, that thing is a monstrosity. I change my underwear like three times a day. And I make my boys do that too. I love clean underwear. All right, I'm glad we got that out of the way. That feels that feels good. I was I just was, that was on the list and off the list and on the list and on the list, and I'm like, I don't know. I I don't know. How about this? How about this? Speaking of Cheeto Vera, Gabe, look at this. Here's a picture of Cheeto Vera wearing the CEO shirt. Okay, there he is. Um, uh, Palmero eleven six eight five. Palmero one one six numbers eight five. Uh, ran the twenty six miles wearing the CEO shirt, and he told me he listened to the Sevon podcast the entire way. I'm so humbled. I'm so humbled by this. I'm zero humbled by this. I'm so fucking proud. <laughs> I'm so proud. Zero humbled by this. Zero. I don't know. I, I think pride's one of the sins, but I'm so proud of it. I'm proud and honored. And I appreciate the responsibility. 
Bam. Look at it. Is that he's wearing gloves? Is that common for marathoners to uh, wear gloves? Interesting. How about that? Marathoners wear gloves? I didn't know that. Anyway, pretty cool. Made me happy. Thanks, brother. And, and thanks for And I'm glad you took the picture and sent it to me. Made my day. Double whammy. 26 miles. I have not done that. I have not run a marathon. Were we talking about... Uh, oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. This is just nuts. Here we go. I don't even understand that. CNN, look, it's it's like almost like they're just trying it out for size. If you're white and you've posted a gif or meme of a bl- meme of a black person to express a strong emotion, you may be guilty of wearing digital blackface. It's funny, it's like written by someone who's like 50 years old or 60 or 70. If you're white and you've posted a gif or meme of a black person to express strong emotion, where's that Chad GBT wrote that? What if it was an Asian person or Middle Eastern person? Like, what if uh, if you're white and you posted a gif or meme of Devesh Maharaj, the hammer from the Sevon podcast, to express a strong emotion, you may be guilty of wearing digital blackface. What do you mean? Am I guilty or am I not? What's digital blackface and why it's wrong when white people use it? Holy shit. Yeah, do you, do you think that there are people... Um, like, like just just fucking with CNN. Like someone writes this and submits it just to see how stupid CNN is. Yeah, you don't want to hear about it. This is just tarded talk. What's up, George? I I wouldn't even look. I I'm, I'm not even. If I were to post a mean, I wouldn't even like look at the name of the. Uh, I don't wouldn't. Even, I don't even care what. Here, how about this? How about this? If you know the color of the person in your meme, if that's a focal point, then you're racist. How about that? How about that? How about the fact that that article is racist? That's all I see. Fucking crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. People, man, people live some complicated lives. This is uh this is good. I like how this is juxtaposed right to what we just watched. Here, l- listen carefully to this, you knuckleheads who don't feel comfortable going into CrossFit gyms because of the microaggressions. White people operate in the digital space from a place of privilege, says Trish. This privilege grants white people the opportunity to express themselves through minority tropes and blah blah. Oh, jeez. Is that what it says in the article? Minor, I don't even know what tropes means. Nor do I care. A Dr. Glenn Patrick Doyle. We're not ourselves when we are triggered. We become who we think we need to be to survive. Not to survive, but the th- who we think we need to be survived. So you walk into a CrossFit gym and you're a white guy and it's all black people in there. And you know you feel fucking uncomfortable. And no one says hi to you. And now you think that's because they're rude to you. You jump to that leap. And so you leave. And you don't, it's not true, but you do it according to this because it's, you need to be triggered because it's what you, what we think we need to do to survive. 
It's basically getting triggered is the opposite of CrossFit. It's avoiding hardship. Getting triggered is like walking into a CrossFit gym and seeing that it's seven minutes of burpees or that it's a run and not going. Getting triggered means you're a pussy. Now, let me rephrase that. Getting triggered is not mean you're a pussy. Getting triggered and then reacting to it instead of watching it and letting it pass means you're a pussy. For those of you who work out in a garage, this happens to you all the time, right? You go in the garage, you, let, you, you, you know what the workout is, you still can't believe you're going to fucking do it. You cannot believe you're going to do it. And then you start the clock. And as it's counting down, you're just not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And then, it's, then you hear the last beep and you go like a maniac. That's what bosses do. That's what no plan B people do. Triggered people, losers and pussies and people who are attention whores go to the internet and talk about how they were triggered or not included. You're not included somewhere. Do you know what I do because I'm fucking better than most people? When I go to a fucking restaurant and the waiter and waitress is being an asshole to me, I sweet talk them. I don't fucking complain. Well, I, I do actually I, on the car ride home. I complained to my wife. I go, fuck. I had to work that bitch. She wasn't going to, she was fucking a bitch until we had to work her. Why is it we always have, but I do it to my wife. I indulge in that my wife complain about it on the internet. Do your fucking part in society. Do your part. We're not ourselves. Does anyone even know what that means? Ourselves when we are triggered. Yourself is a happy, cool, relaxed person. <sighs> We become who we think we need to be when we're uh, – we're not ourselves when we're triggered. We become who we think we need to be to survive. And when we're constantly being triggered, our identity can start to slip away because our personality and values are constantly getting hijacked. Yeah, that's the Dems. I hate to say it. There it is. Bam. Scott, what's up, dude? Well, ready to go hit my workout now. Yeah, good. Jedediah Nelson. I roll into random gyms all the time. People are shh. I roll into random gyms all the time. Get it? Roll. He said roll. Get it? Roll. He's not using it as the slang term. He's actually using it like he rolls in. People are sure. Or people are not sure how to react. But when I engage, they immediately change their demeanor and how they engage with me. It's called self-responsibility. Uh, Jedediah, do you, do you start with, uh, hey, I don't appreciate how your fucking gym only has stairs, not a ramp for us wheelies. I bet she's never done that. I bet you maybe at most when he's done, he said, hey, by the way, I love the gym. It's just a little hard getting in here with my wheelchair, you, you know. If that. He goes in there, he contributes, he starts going there, and eventually if he's a valuable fucking member and they like him, they're going to be like, this is bullshit. We don't have a ramp for this guy. And then they build one for him. 
extra sloppy. I dropped, we dropped into a gym in Seattle and they asked, uh, and they asked, we introduced ourselves, including our pronouns. What? They asked for your pronouns? We started to laugh. Some of them got triggered. The others laughed that I laughed. Holy shit. What kind of world do these people live in that they think it's okay to ask someone their pronouns? Wow. That's awesome that she laughed, by the way. And it's even better that they got triggered. We accept everyone except people who, we, except for people who, who laugh when we say, what are your pronouns? Savan, I think we have synced, you know, like girls do. <laughs> Our Instagram reels show us the same exact stuff this week. I, I, um, I went to a movie yesterday. I cannot tell you the last time I've been to a movie. I don't know if it's been 30 years or 20 years or five years, but I cannot tell you. I cannot think. I, I, I don't even sit down to watch a whole movie. I don't enjoy them. I don't enjoy the process. Um, I watched um, Sons of Anarchy, you know, a few years ago, and then I watched uh, Game of Thrones, and then I watched the Cowboy one with Kevin Costner. But going to a movie theater. So yesterday we're at the skate park, and it's sunny. And my and my kids see the movie theater, and they said, "Hey, can we go to a movie?" And and, and the theater was playing John Wick Four. My wife said, "No, we can't take the kids to see that." And they had a movie there called Guardian of the Galaxy, and it's a beautiful sunny day. My kids wanted to go, and so we went to the twelve forty five showing. And I was like, "God, I hope I don't see anyone here." And they see that I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm going to a movie on a sunny day. What a stupid thing to do. And 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 I'm just so uncomfortable. But I know that's why I need to do it. That's why I need to do it. I need to uh, do this because it's uncomfortable for me. So we see this movie called, did I say Guardians of the Galaxy? No, we see this movie called Shazam. Shazam. And it's a, it took me a while to figure out the movie, but it's, um, it's kids who they say the word Shazam and then they turn into adults and then they're like strong and they can fight shit. Movie's so dumb. I was actually at one point being like, wow, what, what a waste of a life. If this is your career, like being in movies like this, it was so bad. I only recognized one of the, I recognized two of the, uh, uh, actresses. One is an old lady that's been in a ton of shit. Um, and then the other one was, uh, Lucy Lou or something. She was like, she was a Charlie's angels from back when I was a teenager, a kid. And other than that, I didn't recognize a single one of the actors or actresses. Movie so dumb. It's like it's like watching someone play a video game. It's written poorly. I could never suspend my um, disbelief. It was just a mess. It, it is. It's fucking pathetic. No, there was no Shaquille O'Neal in it. There's no one like that in it. It's just it's it's a superhero movie. Oh, at the end, Gal Gadot's in it. Wonder Woman, and even she doesn't look so good in it. Something's wrong with her her Wonder Woman outfit. And it's so weird that she's in it because the entire fucking movie, these guys are fighting monsters. And if Wonder Woman was there, why didn't she come help them? The, the whole th anyway, it's just dumb. Do not see that movie. But I'm really glad I did do it. And when we got out of the theater and my, and my wife said, man, I'm stressed out a little bit. Why would I be stressed? And I go, because we just wasted two hours of our life. Previews were cool. I really like the previews. But next to me in the movie theater are these two kids, 15 years old, and they're watching the movie. 
And the entire movie, their um, text messages are coming in. They're using their phones. They One kid drops his phone like five times. They're laughing. They're talking to each other. And I'm like, wow. I was like, I was really like embracing it and enjoying their, um, one, one kid turned the flashlight on to look under his seat. There's only one seat between me and them. I can hear everything they're saying. It's like I'm, I'm there with them. It's like we're. In, it's like I'm babysitting them. And when when I when I uh, used to live in, in Benicia, when my mom lived in Benicia, I'd go to the movie theater in Vallejo. It was fucking. That's this is thirty years ago. Okay, I'm fifty one now. This is when I was twenty one, maybe maybe twenty years ago. Twenty. I was thirty years old. Twenty three years ago. 27 years old. And I would go to the movies there regularly. That was exactly how um, uh, the Mexicans act. Like just straight up, someone gets a call in the theater and starts talking. Uh-uh, I don't know where the melted cheese is. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. What you looking at, Essay? I'll talk to whoever I want on the phone. Homeboy, you want a piece? Movie theater's packed. Two dudes are fighting because one dude tries to tell the other dude to be quiet. I'm like, fuck, this is better than the movie. But the whole time in my head, I'm like, man, this is like, this is just not a fun culture to be a part of. I like a culture where like everyone turns their phone off and everyone's nice in the theater. And I like, I want to feel safe in the theater. And these kids next to me today in the theater in Scotts Valley, by the way, Scotts Valley is the whitest town in the world where I'm seeing the theater. These are white kids. And when they got up and left, their area was destroyed. Candy wrappers everywhere, popcorn everywhere, Coca-Cola everywhere. They didn't leave shit. Yeah, I went to the movie theaters in Vallejo. You know, that the, the nice theater with all the shitbirds. There's a Costco there and a Home Depot and just everything there. It's that giant mall, outdoor mall. It's so nice. I don't know if we call it a mall. I don't know what you call it. I also used to go to the theater in, in Los Angeles, the Chinese man's theater, and there it was always black women who would stand up and talk to the fucking screen. It was nuts, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I thought the same thing too. I'm Man, I just don't enjoy this type of movie watching. I prefer the Walnut Creek, California crowd. I prefer the rich white people who just shut the fuck up and stay in their seat and watch the movie. I like it so that there's no gum under my seat. I like it so that they don't litter. I like it that the high school kids are polite, that their pants aren't hanging down around their fucking below their ass. I just like all that for some reason. Doesn't make me better or worse than anyone. I don't want. I don't want to be on edge. I don't want everyone staring at everyone like hard. I just don't. I just don't want that. But I would still go to those theaters. I still did it. I didn't fight with reality. I was just like, man, this is just part of the experience. Yeah, but the man's Chinese theater, they would, they would, the, the black women there, every time I went there, they would stand up and yell at the screen. They would talk to the screen, talk to the characters. And then there were the movie theaters in Berkeley and Oakland on Shattuck, tons of theaters there, five big theaters maybe. That crowd was crazy. That was a huge mix of, of just everyone, right? Asian, black, Mexican, white. And those theaters were occasional gunshots outside the theater there. And, uh, and, but same thing. It, 
even before cell phones, no one cleaned up after themselves. But it was mixed. You know what I mean? It'd be like the old rich Jewish couple sitting next to like the five rowdy kids. And the five rowdy kids would look like like just every, you know, it was like it was like almost like set up the way it is today. But this is 20 years ago. You know, the black kid, the Indian kid, the white kid, the Asian kid, they're all friends. It was Berkeley. But still, like, like no one had taught them like this cult, the culture of movie watching. And I just couldn't believe it yesterday. I, like I had never seen the, the, the I'd never seen a, the, it, it, it like cured me of my racism again. Like the time I recently and, and I saw the um, all you need to do is just see, you need to move somewhere. There's white people doing a bunch of dumb shit. Just can't even believe it. I wanted to talk to them, the boys. I was trying to think of a way to say it nicely to them. All of you people who don't have kids, you kind of aren't going to understand what I mean, I'm saying because it's some. It's like this also. I was watching that movie. I was watching that movie, and then all of a sudden somewhere in the movie there's these creatures that come out out of left field, out of nowhere. The movie takes this weird turn, and these really dark creatures come out, and they're everywhere, and they're scary. And I immediately thought – I look at my kids, and I lean over, and I go, that shit's not real. It's the same thing. Like you don't realize you're watching something that's like maybe like – um, super risque until your kids walk in the room. Like you, none of us would ever think twice about a movie you're watching and someone puts a gun in someone's mouth and blows their brains out. But I'm telling you, if you have a six-year-old in the room, you fucking immediately panic. And you're like, holy shit, how did my kid just see that? I You don't even think. I'm, I'm not like, hey, I got to protect my kids from that shit. I just have that. You just, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. It's the same thing you pull up to the skate park and if you see like a homeless guy there and you're with three of your friends, you don't care. But if your kids are there, you're like, ah, I got three kids here and there's a homeless guy talking to himself. I'm not going to go in there. Just everything changes. I'm not even judgmental about it. You're just trying to mitigate risks. And and so when they're, I'm sitting next to these two kids in the movie theater and they're just pieces of shit, I just want to, I'm trying to think of a way like, you know you're not making your like parents proud. You know you're not like helping society or contributing or it's not I just can't think of a way to say it. Like I wish I, I wish someone would have told me, "Hey, uh, they lied to you. D don't worry about smoking being bad or drugs being bad or any of that. Just know that someday you're going to have to quit. And quitting is going to be the hardest and worst thing you ever do in your life. So don't even start. You won't have to deal with that." That's what I wish someone would have told me. So I was trying to think of something like that. What can I tell these kids that would actually elicit a change in them? Hey, dude, bro, this is an amazing idea that I've thought of myself. Uh, you should only be able to vote if you have kids. I, ah, uh, man. I can't defend that, but I agree with you 100 fucking percent. Because, um, uh, uh, Andrew, why don't you just tell them? Because there is a, um, there's a, there's a way I could tell them that could exacerbate the problem, right? Like the, they could get something that they fucking like. Like, like when adults, like when we would be outside of an adult's house, like if I was like in someone's, like someone, uh, I can remember being um, in a field next to some old guy's house and we're all throwing rocks and we're not even throwing them at, near the old guy's house. Right. But he's pissed. Maybe some are bouncing off and hitting his fence. 
and he yells at us or he says, Hey kids, stop throwing those rocks. You're going to hit my house. And then, and then all, all we do is like, we become bigger assholes to him. We enjoy that. That becomes part of our, our shtick. And so I just want to be able to say stuff to people that doesn't exacerbate it. Maybe I wasn't calm enough or cool enough, you know, Andrew, maybe I just couldn't like, I couldn't just say it in a, maybe, yeah, you're, you're right. Maybe, maybe I just needed to just take a deep breath and be like, boys, can you pick up your popcorn and your sodas? It's not good to leave this here. But you got to be ready when you say that to the, someone like that. Some 15-year-old kid will just mouth off to you and be like, you just got to be ready. Fuck you. I'm picking up nothing, old man. I'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's, um, you're right. But it was good for me. The whole, the whole, the whole movie thing was good for me. I enjoyed um, the, I enjoyed it. As much as I hate, I enjoyed the fact that's not, I didn't enjoy it, but I'm glad I did it. How's that? At CrossFit HQ, we had a free gym downstairs. It was for the obese, large bodied, and for old people. And there were over a hundred members down there and they came there every day and they worked out for free. And it was a personal project of Greg Glassman's and I've told you about it before. And it ran for over a year. There were some amazing trainers there. Like the guy from Hollister, um, Jeremy E. World's his friend. I'm his friends too. Why can I not think of his name? I think he owns Gilroy CrossFit. Um, anyway, okay, uh, someone will know in the comments. Uh, Mich- West Pyatt, thank you. West Pyatt. Uh, Michelle Moots, Hollis Malloy, uh, Rory McKernan, um, uh, uh, Jenny Lau. I mean, there was a, a crew, all and a bunch of people. I'm forgetting who's the guy, um, uh, the trainer from Invictus. I think he was from Invictus. The the gay guy. He won like the gay games. Um, he would come there. Uh, Juno, Luna. Anyway. Um, world-class trainers like just insane insane um people and and they would and they would the class happened like i want to say at least five days a week and then they even there were people there who would even come on the weekends who were yeah the gay games who is that guy who won the gay games he's a trainer on the seminar staff what was that guy's name i know i always wondered how they authenticate you in the gay games like what do you have to show to prove that you're gay Oh, Nuna Costa, thank you. Damn, you're good, Philip Kelly. Yeah, he would. He, what a stud he is. Dan Bailey, no, <laughs> no. Uh, so this guy, and, and I, and I just, I, it was, it, it was so, it was so, so cool. Anyway, that was like one of the first things that uh, Rosa closed down. I think the irony, right? Greg called it the underserved gym. He didn't mean it in the sense the way we used underserved. We used underserved like poor people. And then somehow we tie it to skin color. He didn't do it that way. Um, But anyway, this guy, this is a pretty cool piece right here. This is a man opens a free gym for people with disabilities and the elderly. And here he is. And dude, just the physical contact that boy is getting from that huge man is amazing. Amazing. These people that so many people need just physical contact. Yeah. 
Kissed her on the head. People need. Oh, you're free to one. Look at hands on the shoulders. Look at that. All that. Just look at. Beautiful. Like a leopard. Come on, mask. Come on, mask. Come on, big dog. <laughs> so good. Come on. Come on. Stop laughing and Are you doing something to help Come someone on. every day? Just a little Come thing. On. It doesn't have to be a lot. Doesn't have to be a lot. Doing something to help someone just every day. Just a little something. Just a little tiny something. You don't even have to go out of your way. Just be an opportunist. Just be an opportunist. Just help when you can. Don't be stupid and over the top. I got people, I know people who are stupid over the top. Don't get upset when they resist your helping. I'm just a small, it's just a small thing. Just one small thing every day. When people travel to the past, you know, like when you're a time traveler and you go in the past, you're like, okay, I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to get in my time machine. They worry so much about changing the present, doing small things, you know? So I'm going to go to the past and I got to remember that I don't touch too many things because I don't want to change the future. I just want to switch this one little thing, right? You know, that thing in the movies. I got to be really careful what I change here because I don't want to alter too much of reality in the future, right? And yet, few people think that they can radically change the future by doing something small in the present. Let me read that to you again. Few people think that they can radically change the future by doing something small in the present. Butterfly effect, Mason Mitchell. I, I like how it, 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 it shows you like the disconnection between our thoughts, the lack of continuity. The constant excuses we're making. I mean, Hiller's like, hey, why didn't you say something to him? And I had 20 excuses ready. Yeah, why didn't I say something to him? Probably just scared. When my, when my, when my, uh, 20 years ago or 30 years ago, when my wife was training to be a yoga instructor. She was like telling me about there's this, there's this effect with people that oh, all I need is one more training. All I need is just one more class. All I need is one more trip to an ashram. All I need is it's like, nah, you just got to just do it. You just got to do it. Hey, it, you know that you know that saying that people are like, hey, you should get out of your comfort zone every day. Like help getting out of your comfort zone to help people is great. Subtle, 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 subtle. Dude, a smile. Hold a door open. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about going full retard. I'm not talking about volunteering your time at the fucking old folks home. Sevy, don't be a pussy. Might maybe it's too late. Maybe I think I was. Amy M. Nununa. Nuna. Nuna casta. Smallest deeds. The smallest deeds. And then I want to show you this. <clears throat> and this is this this guy's it's so weird. You want to talk about being triggered. This guy's Instagram account triggers me. And and I'm and I'm working through it. I'm working through it people. You'll be proud of me. This guy's Instagram account triggers me. <clears throat> Maybe it's cuz I have god complex. Who the fuck knows? But this this is a guy who goes around and does these incredible um 
money giveaways for people. It looks like he does one every day. It looks like this guy gives away about $400,000 a year. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> you guys ready? Uh, normally, this guy won't give money to people who don't give him money first, but but this one changes a little bit. Here we go. I'm a mystery crown for a buck. Yeah. I got two of them. I ain't got no money, bro. No buck. He says, hey, I got a Burger King hat. You want to buy a one for a dollar? I have two of them. And this and this guy says, uh, hanging out of his car, he goes, nah, I ain't got any money. Fuck. We doing bad right now, bro. What's your name? Charles. I'm Zachary. What's your name, man? Joseph, you like basketball? Yeah. He says, we're doing bad right now. Sorry, I don't got a dollar for that. Is that your favorite sport? Yeah. Crowns for you, man. What'd you say? Thank you. You want the basketball too? Yeah. We have, uh, we have autism. Oh, yeah, autism. Yeah. Since you guys are out here today. Dad says, uh, he, he, my son has autism. Now he's got a fucking Burger King hat on the kid. And the kid has autism. Yeah. I got a thousand cash. And then he says, uh, I got a thousand dollars for you. And so he's giving a thousand dollars to the dad. How you playing, man? A thousand bucks uh, for you. Sure. A thousand cash. <laughs> Over here, man. Love you, bro. What's interesting, if and, and if anyone feel free to correct me who follows this dude's account, usually he gives Canadian money, and there is a, a a Canadian socialist aspect to his shit. I'm all for I'm all for helping people. Don't get me wrong. I'm hoping you guys slap me around a little bit. Man, I need oh Trish, totally inappropriate, totally inappropriate. Now dance for me. I hate sh I hate shit like this. Oh, then you should follow this account. Here we go. Need the cash. You want me to tell you why? Sure. Look at my car. He says, I need the cash. Do you want me to tell you why? What's going on with your car? Holy cow, you guys. And, there, and he shows that they're living in the car. Living in here right now? What's your dream? My dream. And then he says, what's your dream? So now you got this dude holding a cord, like an extension cord or some cord for something in his hand. His autistic kid outside the car bouncing a basketball, and they obviously live in the car, and it looks like maybe they just woke up. For him, everything he needs. You're never going to believe where this story is going, by the way. And get us into our apartment, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, CNN loves this story, dude. This is like... This is how you help uh, the marginalized community. You walk around and print out money and give it to them. This is total uh, CNN right up their alley. Right up their fucking alley. This is it. Here we go. And, and, I, I, and I like I, giving people stuff's cool shit. It's great. I tell you and, then he get, and he always does this. He says, can I give you a hug? I love you. And I love oh, that too. I, I love no your contact. I got another surprise though for you. You guys ever been to a Laker game before? Now he says, you ever been to a Laker game? No, we never. You're going to the Laker game tonight. We're going to meet all the players. Oh, man. <laughs> and we're pulling up in a Lambo. <laughs> How's that sound to you, man? Hey. Let's go, Lakers! How you doing, man? So here we are. Then it's the montage of the uh, kid, uh, morbidly obese kid, morbidly obese dad, right? Okay, you guys got it. And then up here it says we're currently um, homeless, and my son has autism. Go fund me live in bio. And at one point he said, "My dream is to get the services that my son needs." It's cool, right? It's all cool. 
It's all cool. But I just can't help it because I'm so fucking dogmatic, I guess, in my ways. And I see this. This is the next post. We've raised over $130,000 for Donald and his son. He puts U.S. dollars because, yeah, most of his shit's Canadian, I think. We've raised over $130,000 for Donald and his son, Joseph, in the past 20 hours. I'm speechless. However, we are now in the process of making sure the funds are properly allocated. Properly allocated. That's some chat GPT shit. The financial literacy is put in place. (laughs) And we find Donald a stable job. We found one that was off the plantation and we're going to get them back on. Thanks. Thank you to everyone who has and continues to make this dream happen. Update will be shared this upcoming week. Be kind, love. love. Hey, get this is what I wrote. Get the kid to change his diet. It's the single greatest hope he has with dealing with his autism. Prove me wrong. Anyone. I dare you. I just feel bad because I, 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 I hope I'm wrong. But I think that I, I think that shit gets worse for these people because maybe shit gets worse for these people. Hundred and thirty thousand dollars, pretty amazing. That, that in in some ways that gives me like a lot of hope. I'm like that's fucking awesome. But what I see, what the problem is with this dad and this son and this situation, I just don't think it's going to get addressed. Whatever put them in that situation, what's ever made them so obese? I just, I just, I just, I, I mean, I know, I know I'm fucking, uh, I view the world through tunnel vision like that because of my CrossFit brainwashing, but, um, okay, fine. David, just be happy for them. Okay, good. You're right. Thank you. I'll just be happy for them. I'll just be, you're right. You're right. I mean, it is cool. Imagine it was me and my kid and someone came along like that. I'd be just completely, I mean, their lives have been completely altered. I get, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm just a pessimist. Yeah, look at, even Cavion says this, this chat is so negative. Look at us, someone, 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 something good happens to someone instead of being happy about it. We're like, well, fuck, they're going to fuck that up. Eh, Maybe not. The diet change isn't going to cure autism. Uh, Eating hamburgers is going to make it worse. Eating hamburgers from Burger King is going to make it worse. How's that? And French fries and milkshakes. How about that? If I saw someone in the park, I'd probably hand him $5. I think it exacerbates. I think, uh, yeah, buy some steaks. There you go. Tyler Collins. Uh, eating Burger King every day doesn't help. Now he can maybe buy some steaks. I think it exacerbates it. I think just shit eating exacerbates it. I think there's a ton of studies on that too. A ton of studies. The good thing is, is the kid doesn't seem so bad off. In terms of, I didn't, I mean, I know it was just a short video, but we didn't, I used to work with a lot of autistic people. That shit can get crazy. Anyway. Maybe I'm triggered because that's what I need to work on for my survival. Right? 
Anyway, I still follow the account. I like what the guy does. Just sometimes I'm like, really, is that going to help those people? But you're right. David's right. I should just be happy for them. Like, like just chill. There we go. What do you mean Trish is right? Trish doesn't know shit. She was the one. Trish jumped to cure. It was me. True Trish. When I worked in an autism clinic, most of the kids did some type of low carb to help. Oh, that's cool. That was me. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't Trish. Trish was saying the opposite. I had to school Trish. Power mower? Mowing the grass, listening to the Sevon Sevon preach the gospel. How do you listen to the show? Isn't it too loud? No, Trish. No, down Trish. Bad Trish. Kazavion, thank you for recognizing my genius. Bad Trish. Down. Get off the couch, Trish. <clears throat> I don't even know what to say about this post. I I I Someone sent it to me. I looked at it. I just passed by it. Then I went back to it. Then I looked at it again. Um, I'll read it to you. I'll show it to you a couple of times. You figure out whatever the fuck you want. I have no idea what's going on here. Off, I guess. Okay. Uh, it says, uh, Christine Previtt, we don't leak lying down. The supine assessment is part of our assessment, but it can't be the whole picture. Why? Because we leak when we stand. With our athletes, this is a massive way to get an idea of how they are bracing. If you ask them to brace like they're picking up a heavy bar and you are, in, in, you are internal, it tells you a lot. Or if you are internal. Oh, you mean she has her finger in her? Oh, shit. Is that where that chick's hand is? If you ask them to brace like they're picking up a heavy bar and you are internal, that girl in the back has a finger in them? Where? In their vagina or their butthole? And by leak, do they mean pee? Wow. Isn't it funny? I didn't even see any of this when I was reading it by myself. Uh, it says, um, our pelvic course gives you the tools to feel confident in this exam. Listen, if you're a guy and you take this course, you're a fucking douchebag. You have no... Stay in your lane. Talk about um, uh, abortion. Man, this could go sideways so quick. So how do you get that job? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's this is crazy. What do the comments say? Oh, uh, I've only had the throne assessment done and it was the most humiliating thing I've ever experienced and I got the most awful UTI after. Throne assessment? Uh, this, this person writes, I've been a woman for almost 43 years and I have no idea what's going on here. Another doctor says I've been doing more of this in my practice. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, someone says, can you give me more context on this? I'm not sure. I don't understand this, what this assignment is. Oh, this assignment. Invasive. All they are doing is seeing what position make a woman leak. Nothing invasive is happening at all. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. The therapist has a gloved finger in the patient's vagina. There you go. That's my kind of talk. Judith. Like, what, what happened to just speaking English? 
The therapist. That's a therapist? What kind of therapist is that? Oh, there's more. There, oh, shit. We can want, look at all sorts of sh- peep comments. We are doing an internal assessment. Listen, Chris, Christina, you got her, your finger in a pussy. Just say it, and I'll, I'll fix it for you. Uh, we have a finger in this patient's pussy while she is standing and going through a series of pelvic floor range of motion. We have our finger. I don't know if inner pussy is good enough. Uh, it's some something. I'm no doctor. Uh, the full range of motion exercise to see if they're able to coordinate and contract properly in different functional positions. So you're telling me. You're telling me that um, you put your finger in the vagina and then if you there's something you feel on your finger that allows you to assess this person's squatting regarding their leaking, meaning urine coming out. Why don't you guys just say what's happening here? Why does it have to be all in code? You already are posting a video with your finger in someone's vagina, but you can't just talk clearly about it? Yeah, it's fa- the whole thing is fascinating. The idiocy behind the expression of it all. Just say what it is. I guess then it wouldn't be content for this show. Um, I've never been able to see one. I couldn't ever get a doc to refer me. My kids are teens now, and I'm seriously so over this leaking. I hate it. It's been so many years. None of the guy knows ever even bothered to chart me telling them I have issues. All right. I mean, all right. So there's some sort of therapy you can get. I do a similar therapy for my wife. Um, it's not for, uh, I don't know, someone sent it to me. How do I get everything? I do a similar uh, therapy for my wife. It's not to check if she's leaking. It's to uh, help her with her insanity. I, I, I have this uh, special tool that cures women of craziness. Actually, anything. She has a cold that cures her. Anything. Any Any stressed out cures her. She doesn't even have to squat. She can just lay there. I was triggered by this. I'll admit it. I admit it. I don't. I think that there's rules to like touching people. I think everyone kind of knows what those rules are. Like if you take a picture with someone, you don't, you don't put your hand there. Do do you, I I don't, I don't put my hand there. I don't put my hand on a woman's torso unless it's my wife. It would have to be on the back, like near the spine. Sometimes I feel bad when someone hugs me and I don't hug them back tight. Like I was, I was trying to be respectful. And then after they hugged me tight, I feel like they gave more than I did. Like I should have just like, like loved on them more. I just think that I don't understand that thing where you're, you're a man. I see a, a men do it and your hand comes around the front in a picture. Wasn't there some famous person we saw recently who doesn't even put his hand. He just holds his hand like this. He won't even put his hand. Was that um, John Wick? 
What's Keith or Kiefer Sutherland? Who plays John Wick? What's that guy's name? Keanu Reeves. Yeah, thank you. Damn, you're fast. Holy, give me a second for God's sake. Yeah, this goes straight from sticking your finger up to someone's vagina to um to to yeah, that's definitely a rule. Do not put your finger in someone's vagina when they're Ben Shapiro. Oh, he doesn't he doesn't put their hands. The hover hand. Wait till you see this guy. This guy is crazy. This guy is nuts. I'm just so polite and proper to kids. What are you doing? Like her pulls her over. Okay. Did you see his hand on that? What do you, don't ever touch anyone's face. No one wants their face touched. Nobody wants their face touched. Nobody wants their face touched. Young people think old people are gross and old people need to respect that. Our breath smells, our teeth are fucked up. They don't want you near them. Let them dictate how close they get to you. That's it. Even your own kids. What is the fuck is this guy doing? He put his hand under her chin. He had his hands on that girl's shoulder with his fingertips on the tops of her breasts or her chest, whatever it's called for a little kid. He kissed that random girl. Look at that. He just put his hand on a little girl's boobs or whatever that is. Someone tell me I'm wrong. Oh, Savon, you're being too harsh. Just an old guy. I don't think so. Look the way he pulls her. Look at that hand. I don't get, I don't like it. Look at that hand. Who does that? I'm just hoping that someone will just, I'm hoping someone will unfuck me and tell me, dude, you're a fucking whiny bitch. Stop complaints. No big deal. It's just Grandpa Joe. It's, it's, it's the whole diary shit that's kind of like has gotten back into my consciousness. It's kind of freaking me out about him. But I would, I don't, I don't do that to anyone. If I put my hand there on my wife yesterday when I was taking the kids to the skate park, I put one hand up the back of my wife's shirt on her fucking insane back. Holy shit. My wife's back is crazy. And I got my hand up there, my little fucking bitch Armenian hand. And I'm just feeling her. And I feel that spine running like my middle finger on her spine. And I'm starting to smell her. And then I take my other hand and I put it right on her fucking rib cage so she can feel my cold hands on her. Right underneath her tit. And I'm holding her like that. While she, she's in the kitchen, like trying to clean some shit up that she just fed the kids so she can run off to Pilates. And she looks at me. And I go, you're going to get it tonight. And I give her a kiss. And she goes, ah, I put water in the kid's um, uh, uh, thermos. Have fun. Call me and, I'll, and maybe I'll catch up with you after. I'm like, okay. That's, that's how I hold my wife when I'm telling her she's going to get it when I get home. Not when I take a picture with a fucking random kid. 
I mean, that hand right there, that's where I put my hand on my wife to tell her that I'm fucking just, I, I need to eat her. Oh, here we go. This is what I need. I need some context. Um, Samantha H., he's a man that's been in a position of power for years. He's using it to his advantage to take advantage of minors. Oh, well, that's I didn't need that much. Can't it just be like, hey, he's in a position of power and his boundaries are fucked up? Why does it have to be take advantage of minors? We don't have to go that far. My wife does not, I wish. She gently quivered as I touched her bosom. My wife doesn't do any of that. Quiver. Philip, my mom sent me a one-page my mom sent me a one-page sheet on how to get my fucking wife pregnant. I told her one day, I was like, hey, Haley and I are going to have uh, kids, I think. We're trying to have kids. And my mom sent me a fucking email page long how to do it. I'm like, I don't, I don't think, I don't even remember what it said. I just called her. I'm like, don't do that again. I know what I'm doing. Tell me how to, how to, was it written in Armenian? Oh, the truth is I touch my wife like that and she's like, your fucking hands are cold. And in my head, I like cold hands on my body. So I'm like, oh, she must love it. Even though I know she doesn't, I quickly convert it. I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get, but I do like what Samantha said. He's the man in a position of power. And so something's happened to his boundaries. The taking advantage of minors part just makes one, maybe I'm just in denial. I'm glad that kid got to go to the Laker game. That's cool. And the $130,000 is amazing. And that guy who helped him raise it, that's all. that guy should be so proud too. I'm just that's just nervous idiot ninny shit that I'm that I'm like thinking something bad's going to happen. You think it's cool to eat cows? You think it's cool to kill cows, but you don't think it's cool. You don't think it's cool to eat dogs. What you you don't think it's cool to eat dogs and cats, but for some reason you you make an exception for cows. Why? Why? How come? How come? You think it's okay to kill this animal and eat it, but not dogs and cats? We don't we don't eat people, right? We don't kill people. We don't eat people. We don't do monkeys, right? Cause Avion just keeping it fucking real. If I was hungry, I would for sure grill a dog. Yeah, these motherfuckers. Dude, in every circumstance where people panic, they eat each other. Look at this. We need God. So Do Senhor. Calma. 
dude part of me is just like if that thing moves it's gonna kill her if that thing just shifts its body if that thing stands up if that thing shakes a fly off if that thing twitches she's toast and another part of me is just like wow i i really wish i could do what she's doing have that sort of intimate contact with such a large animal that thing is massive I do that with my dog. I sit with my dog in the living room. Just listen to her breathe, pet her, put my head on her side. Look into her eyes. Wow, if this is true, this is an amazing... Even if this isn't true, this is an amazing sentence Sean M. just wrote. Dogs lick you because they can smell your bones through your skin. (laughs) Uh, Casey Acri, that cow would not think twice about killing her. It's probably another absolutely true statement. Yeah. I don't even sure what it means for a cow to think, but uh, yeah. The, the, and, and you got this fucking hippie guy you listen to, Sevan Matosian, who's just romanticizing this cow shit. And then you got Casey Acri jumping in and being like, yo, listen. You and your fucking bonding with the cow bullshit. This motherfucker will just kill you. Like be in love with you and then kill you and then and then go about his day like it was nothing. Hey, yeah, Casey. And then and then after it kills you, it never thinks about you again either, right? It's not like it's like, oh, I remember Sevon. Uh uh-uh. Yeah, all right, fine. Well, so much for that. Hippie gay dude. Yeah, whatever. Lump me up. I I'll take a couple. What what did we just what did we call it in the beginning? A couple I have memberships. I have memberships in in many categories. All right. So much for that. Romanticizing that. So much for so much for helping cows and in promoting dog eating. That that bit's over. I have that titled You Eat This Creature. Oh. Yeah. Here's something else I don't get. Um. Uh. I I get for some reason even if I I, I wouldn't share this with you guys. I, if for some reason I was excited about something, um, I wouldn't. Um, look, this is uh, some sort. This is some one point five million. So this girl's excited. It's called the fashion jogger. Uh, 1.5 million followers. I love you. We are a big family. Thank you for believing in me and inspiring me as much as I inspire you. Uh, we support each other to reach our goals and share experiences. This is wonderful. I just don't understand this, but this is, is this the engagement economy? I don't even, so she doesn't even speak English. I don't even like the translation of this. Look, dude, she, you guys were making fun of me for my long johns fitting me loose. Cause you thought that, um, tight should fit look at this this chick is so freaking skinny her 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 tight pants can't fit her oh my goodness she is skinny i haven't put my finger on it yet but i find it awfully weird to celebrate 1.5 million followers i find i find it awfully weird to celebrate followers
oh, that's interesting. I closed that window and it automatically brings my camera up. Okay, that's cool. Anytime I see that, anytime I see someone celebrating um, their the number of followers they have, there's something about it that doesn't sit well with me. I'm not sure what it is. Don't you celebrate subscribers? I do. I do. I do. Let's start there. I do. I do celebrate subscribers. Um, I do. I do. Yeah. I would be more honest like that. I would celebrate the money. I like, I, I like the views, not for the attention at all. I like the views for the money. I don't care about the fucking attention. I'm trying to just put food on my table and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something that I'm trying to engage with people in a way that I want to engage with people, which is like, what is the truth? How do we get down to some like fundamentals of truth? How can we be honest with each other? I love the self-help genre. That's my, that I, I like the Eckhart Tolle shit. I just love that stuff. And, and I, and I want this, this place to be a forum like that. People can have fun, but be honest and truthful and grow. And I, and, and the thought of making money and doing it tickles me to death. And so I like having a lot of views because then YouTube pays me on those views. But I'm not proud of, I'm not proud of, I, mean, I don't know how many subscribers we have. I think we went over 21,000. I'm not proud of it. I'm not, maybe I'd be proud if I had a million subscribers. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not it's, it, that number means nothing to me except um, a translation to potential money or potential sponsor. Uh, same thing for her, Stefan. Yeah. And there's something like disingenuous, I, right. And there's something a little bit um, uh, disingenuous about it just to say, um, to celebrate, like, the, the the way she's celebrating those followers, I I sure. Here here's the thing. What if you found out she bought a million of those followers? Right. Podcast. Oh. Oh. Uh. Sorry. I'm trying to figure out my plans for the rest of the day and what my wife's doing, what I'm doing. Uh-oh. Conflict of, of, of time schedules is, I see. Oh, shit. Um... Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I, I, I do celebrate my subscribers. I just for some, maybe, maybe I, I don't have this well thought out. Maybe I'm seeing something in her that I don't like about myself. Maybe, but I don't think so. I think there's just something about just celebrating. It's like, um, it's, it's, it's like celebrating the money rather than celebrating the excellence that brought you money. I don't want to be. I don't want to be part of the um, engagement economy in the sense that I'm chasing engagement. I don't want to chase engagement. That's what it feels like. It feels like she's change, uh, um, uh, chasing engagement rather than chasing excellence. Clive. Uh, you're uncomfortable with how she's claiming it's a team effort and saying we, the truth as you know it is the followers don't matter. We're simply the customer providing your success. I guess I, I will say this when you guys, when you guys put the, pulled the money together and bought me that sign, I, I mean, it, it felt fucking crazy. I swear it felt like I, I used the example of like getting a gray belt in jujitsu. I felt like I earned it. And you guys were all my like instructor and, you guys are like, okay, you've graduated, young podcaster. Now you have sign. We've brought you this far. But who am I to know? Maybe she is chasing excellence. And in, 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 I don't know. I feel like it's a misplaced thank you. And that, and that, and that you're giving power away to Instagram based on that number and the algorithm that rewards you for it. Maybe I'm fucking jealous of her. Maybe I should think of that. Maybe I'm jealous of her because the algorithm, instead of rewarding me, is punishing me. But let's continue the conversation. Uh, kind of hard to have 1.5 million followers without the followers. Kind of hard to have 1.5 million followers without the followers. Yeah, and, and she probably is at Jeremy saying, does she add value? She probably is adding value. She's probably inspiring tons of people to run and, and, and how to maintain their eating disorder. I wish I thought too much. It's a fucking, it's usually, it's still in there. A fucking two rocks circling each other. I want to overthink it. I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking about it enough. It's the opposite. I need to think about it more. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that post. I'll leave it at that. I don't, I'm not, it's, it's, it's a weird thing to me to uh, celebrate, um, to celebrate that. Like if you follow her and she has 1.5 million followers, does that make you want to follow her more? I'm starting to think something's wrong with you if you have that many followers. Remember how I used to say, if you have a blue check mark, you can't be trusted. And then I had my blue check mark taken away. All right. I have to go. I got, I got distracted. I had texts come in and I, my other people around me have to start their worlds that are are dependent on what I'm going to do with my kids today. Uh, no, we haven't, no, we haven't talked about Akinwali's, uh, a post yet. 
but but we need to. I got a ton of notes on it. No, there is a show today. There is a show tonight. There's a Frisbee show. Mr. Vindicate. I hope, uh, yeah, Brian's great, I think. Oh, because he hung up on me yesterday? Yeah, but that's normal. But Krabby's his, uh, that's when he's in um, homeostasis. All right, guys. Love you guys. Thanks for joining me. A short show today. And I will see you guys. um, Your friend in the sky took your blue check mark account since you despise blue. There you go. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.